Welcome to Downtown World. Don't waste no time with negativity. The conversations you never get to hear with me, Kay Blair. Weekly where we gain inspiration from our special guests. Thank you for tuning in and sharing, subscribing to us each and every week. This week's episode is sponsored by Shop Downtown, your one-stop shop for everything downtown world. You can visit and support us at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.dwntwnwrld.com. Now, let's get into this week's bowl of fruit. Eat fruit and mind your business. afternoon good night and welcome to another week's episode of downtown podcast don't waste no time with negativity now today we have one of our other unapologetic queens in the building today andrea jackson now what i can offer to let you all know about andrea is that she is a trauma coach she is a mother. I know you don't really like, but that's something important to me. You're a mother, you are a speaker, you are a podcast host, but most importantly, you are a woman creating your own story. And that is something that we definitely advocate for here at downtown. So welcome, Andrea. Thank you, Carrie Blair, for having me. I do feel so honored that you have me on your show. Um, I don't really go on people's shows, so this is like the second show I've been on, and I'm so honored to really be on your show. It's a it's a great thing that you're doing, and I love your voice, and I love what you stand for. Thank you so much, and you guys should have streamed if you haven't by now. Um, I did my first ever interview, so I'm Andrea's second, but she was my first, and I did my first ever interview with Andrea, so you guys make sure to check that out, Our Mirror's Reflections, and be inspired. I myself listened to it and cried. My best friend that never cries, she called me balling. A lot of people, have let me know that it's not um, sad tears, it's happy tears though. So thank you for creating that space for me, Queen. Truly thank appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me in your home and lending me your ears. I think it's so mandatory for us to use our voice for the greater good and that's what you're doing. So it's such a pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Now, a staple question that we do ask here at Downtown, Don't Waste No Time With Negativity is, one of them at least, is, we go through negative things, negative death, negative things happen all the time. But Andrea, I'd like to know from you, what is, it doesn't have to be a recent situation, but a negative situation that you've gone through. And it was definitely that, no questions about it, but somehow, some way, you found a way to prevail and not waste any time with negativity. You might've even surprised yourself, but whatever you can share, what, what a situation like that would have been. Well, I, I will give you, I think the, the, the last two major situations that I have gone through is when I first um, really started this business, which was, you know, my podcast, Our Merge Reflections, getting my website up. And um, my book was done from 12 years ago, to be honest with you. It's just that I finally had the guts to start working on it, hiring an editing team to help me flush it through and what have you. 
And I have to tell you, I, I hired someone um, that, you know, found me on Instagram and social media and reached out to me several years ago. And I just, I don't know what it was, why I just wasn't vibing with it. And I kind of let it go. And then this person reached out to me uh, two years ago and I decided to do business with them. I decided to wire 20 something thousand dollars to my account to hire them. And to no prevail, the person was a total fraud. The person did not live up to their expectations. Uh, the person, um, it's almost like the person listened to my podcast and baited me. And the reason why I'm being so um, authentic about this story is because I do want young women or women that's middle-aged like me, that's getting into this business of entrepreneurship to be very careful of trusting anyone, even if they look like us. You have to do your due diligence. You have to do your homework. And coming from a, 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 the world of finance, I was really shocked at myself. So shocked that I was like, should I tell people this story? Should I mention it? I went and got my lawyer involved, which he was very upset with me because I use him for everything. And he was like, why did you just not, you know, have me really look through this contract with you? And I said, because I just trusted her. I trusted her and he said, Andrea, you know, in finance, it's not about trust, right? It's about the facts and doing your due diligence and your background check and what have you. And I sat down with my lawyer and I said, what would you do? He said, God is gonna bless you 40 times over with this money. It's not a big deal. And it's not even worth it because she's in Canada. And you know, you gotta hire a lawyer in Canada. You have to go through this process. And I just said to myself, I had went on social media and I mentioned her name and I told women to beware. And, and I don't regret it. And I would still do it today. We have to be careful on, we are targets, period, as black women. We're targets, we're targets from the entire world and we're even targets with our own community. And so we have to be aware and you have to know, do I really, did Andrea really want to waste her energy? I really wanted to really choke her out. And I'm going to be very clear and honest with you. You know, I've been locked up twice. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that I'm proud of it, but what I'm saying is there's a side of me that if you take advantage of me, you really can get it. And it took me a long time to get to where I am today and have the lawyers get involved and just say, you know what, I'm going to walk away. So I walked away. You know, I took my, you know, the loss of the $24,000 um, and said, you know what? You have children. You're, she has two sons. Uh, you are a mother. You claim to be a businesswoman, but you're a thief. Yeah. And the universe will deal with you. That was the best decision Kay I could have done was to release it. No one wants to feel like they got got. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one wants to feel like they're taken advantage of. But it's something to say when you can see yourself growing and elevated, like, nah, you're trying to steal my thunder. <laughs> you know what I'm you're just trying to take my focus off of why I'm really here. And why I'm really here is because women out there really do need my service. And I'm not going to allow this to cloud what I'm doing. So I released it. You said something so important that I definitely want to highlight. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll say that's definitely the solution where the best, you said the best decision you made mm -hmm. was to release it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to badmouth her. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to harbor that in your feelings. You left it to the universe and you said, you released it so many times. I'm still learning that and learned that in the past where so many times the best decision I probably could have made mm -hmm. was to release it. Yeah. Not yeah. for them, but for me. Yep. 
because you become to feel so much lighter. And mm-hmm. I don't, not that, you know, I can really speak on the situation, but I don't blame you for even the prior things that you have done, because when you are firm in being correct mm-hmm. and coming forth with a pure spirit, mm-hmm. when you, when, when you are that kind of person and you say, no, this person has done wrong, no one else really no one else has an issue with that because they know that is not of your character to put people on blast I guess in a sense like that so so kudos to you and I hope (laughs) someone hears this situation and know that the best decision sometimes is to just release it sometimes you just have to release it Kay and and I want to thank like my daughter because my daughter watched this entire thing play out and she said, mom, it, take the lesson and move forward. You know, another thing that I've learned and that had happened in this business that really, I'm gonna be honest with you, Kay, I, I, I was throwing in the towel in 2020. I was gonna give up on all of this because I just felt so violated. I was, you know, writing these newsletters, doing these podcasts, finding out one of a, a close friend who I thought was a close friend was revamping my letters, sending them out to her clients as they were her own. And I said to myself, I'm not used to this world. I'm coming from a world of finance where people's word is their bond. You know, they put their money where their mouth is. I didn't see this type of behavior. And so to leave that security and come into a space where I'm seeing this type of behavior with my own people did something to me in 2020. I was ready to throw in the towel. It was my daughter that says, this is business. This is what you're going to see. And you're going to really know when you're doing something right, mom, when people are stealing from you. That's when you know you're onto something. And I honestly, Kay, I never saw it that way. And it took a 24-year-old to tell me that. And that's why I'm so honored. And I'm, I look at you young women and I say, oh my God, I wish I had that when I was your age. You know, I'm just now coming into my own and having the confidence and saying, it doesn't matter what you think. This is who I am. Accept me or not. You know, yes. And also being accountable. You know, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, woe is me, but I'm going to say I wasn't accountable. I didn't do my due diligence. I didn't follow my energy because when my energy was shifting me and saying, this person is not right. There's something about them that's off the way they handle other people. I ignored that. So I have to be accountable for allowing that and accepting that energy and those types of people into my life. That was my choice. So that's my accountability. That's what I've taken out of it. Ooh, accountability at times, it, it, it's definitely, it's a love-hate relationship because it's a part of like knowing to do the right thing, yeah. but as well as like that, that humanistic, that flesh part where you're just like, oh, so, you know, shout outs to your daughter as well. Cause it's, it's definitely happened to me in this field as well. And I'm like, I'm talking about inspiration and motivation. Like, how could you take from me? How could you steal the format for my shows? How can you implement things that you've never done that, you know, and because maybe I have smaller numbers, they feel like no one else will know or see, or I'm not brave enough to speak up, but I did what you spoke on today. I chose to just release it and sometimes like I feel like with your daughter just to piggyback on what she's explaining Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes people see such a light in us that Mm -hmm. we are we are super guilty of not seeing it in ourselves Mm -hmm. and that's why sometimes they will say to us just let it go because they can see 
the blessings are things that are just going to start coming your way, Andrea, where it's just like, it doesn't even, this is just chump change compared to what's coming for you. So let them have it. I don't, I don't know how you did it, but I'm very happy that you did not waste any time with negativity. And thank you for sharing that situation. Now, when it comes to being a trauma coach, you know, um, as my audience knows, I practice, I graduated for being a social worker. So these are terms that are not um, foreign to me, but yeah. what led you to that path of becoming a trauma coach? It's, it's very heavy. You're dealing with a lot of real life things when mm-hmm. it comes to different people and different energies. So what led you to this path? And yeah. I will tell you the first thing that led me to this path was um, owning my past and being authentic about my past. I was, I was raped as a child um, at age eight years old. And I carried with that, 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 that anger, that pain, that resentment um, all the way up until I was, I'd say 17 years old until I told my, um, one of my sisters, uh, she's now deceased. Uh, and then when my sister passed away, when she was 26 years old, uh, I carried that, that, that trauma of her calling me 15 times and answering the phone and telling her, I'm going to call her back, but I'm on the other line. Are you good? And she said, no, I'm okay, sis. Just make sure you call me back. Well, I never called Allison back. And I found out the next day that Allison, you know, died. And I carried that and I still carry that. I just, I think now at 44, I carried it in a different way. But up until, you know, my late 20s, I blamed myself that had I just called her back because I all knew her, I, I, I lived with her, I took care of her and her two kids. It, it angered me that, you know, I didn't show up for her when she needed me the most. At least that's how I felt at that time. And I realized I wasn't the only one that had these stories. You know, I wasn't the only one that was raped in the world. I wasn't, you know, only one who dealt with depression and, and dealt with, you know, a, a suicide and, and, and loss and hurt and betrayal um, from family. And I said, you know what? What was it that I needed the most at that time when these things were happening to me? And I said, I needed a support system where I could be authentic, even if people did not want to accept the truth. I wanted to build a platform where families, when these things happen within families and and loss and betrayal and what have you, do we just sweep it under the rug? Because do do we not realize we're doing more damage to the person that was violated by not acknowledging it? Exactly. And that, those were the two major things that said to me, um, Andrea, you were meant to do something with this. And I have a lot of female friends that would say, you know, call me for advice all the time, hours and hours on the phone. And I would see them use it. And I would see the change happen in their life. And it was years and years and years of this. And one of my dearest, one of my dearest friends, uh, two of them, um, Latham and Bevy. Bevy said, you need to write a book. You have a story to tell. And it's going to inspire young girls, young black girls. And Latham said, I just see you on this platform sharing your story and giving so many women and men strength to share their story. And that's how this really all came about. You know, that seed was planted with Bevy maybe 15 years ago. And Latham 10 years ago had this conversation with me. And here I am, you know, 2019, 2020, 2021, 
I'm finally putting my feet in the sand and grounding myself with the idea, this is what I was meant to do and this is my purpose. And I'm not gonna allow anyone to shift me to tell me my purpose is something else. Keys, keys guys. I really hope you guys are listening because it happens like that. You know, a lot of the times, a lot of the people that I get to speak with, I always love to ask that question because most of the times you would think it would be when you made that decision to go down that path, but it's something that happened so prior in your life that if at that point someone would have told you this is what you'd be doing now, <laughs> you wouldn't believe what they were saying, right? No way. It always, sometimes it takes more than one guardian angel to come in and just send that reminder to be like, hey, mm -hmm. this is this is where we're heading. This is where we're going. Keep following that guiding light. And it, it, it the what I'm learning more recently, um, more than ever, is you have to also create space within you to receive that to to see that guiding light one of our favorite you know you know andrea but everyone knows the saying eat fruit and mind your business yeah. and we mean that in the physical and in the spiritual sense where it's just like you have to even when i when i would go to church and i learn this all the time for you to receive blessings for you to really be tapped in with certain prayers and higher power you you have to clear your mind you have to clear your body of the waste yes or else there's no room for these things to enter in that's right no room to flourish no room to grow speak on making room to flourish oh you have to i i use this terms all the time with my my um clients you have to unpack your luggage mm. We all have luggage. And I'm so sorry to tell you this whole cliche of, you know, go to counseling and you'll heal. Listen, sweetheart, there's some shit that's gonna be a part of your DNA forever. Yeah. You, no matter what you do, it won't release in the way of you ever forgetting it. All it's going to do, and what I'm here to show you is you can learn to cope, okay? It's coping because to tell you that I forgot what happened to me at eight years old from the ages of eight to 10, I would be lying to you. Because there could be a movie that I see, a book that I read, a song that I hear, a scent that I smell that can trigger and bring me right back as if I was still there. And what my coping mechanisms that I have learned and I've taught myself through coaching, through therapy, through reading, through writing is this. It's not happening anymore. That's where you come in with the control and every, using the tools that you were taught. Yeah, that did happen. And look at me today. I beat that. I have overcome that. It's a distant memory. Doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt. It just means you have learned to cope with it. So the idea of telling people you'll just forget it's not real. It's not true. And you're selling people a story for them to fail because they're going to come in with this idea like it's just going to all go away. And it's not. It's a part of your DNA. It's a part of who, it, who you are today. It made you the woman or the man you are. You're a survivor. You're a thriver. You have dealt with some of the toughest adversities. How could that make you, how could you not look at the mirror and say, damn, I did that. I'm still here. Because there's many people as we know are not here today because they could not deal with it. 
No one showed them, I took the time to give them the coping mechanisms to use, the tools to use. That's the part, that's the part. If you could, I know there's so many, but if you could pick out or highlight one coping mechanism that you definitely applied and would like us to apply um, as women, mm -hmm. 2021, what is something? That would be recording yourself. And when I say recording yourself, I mean taking your phone, taking your phone and using that record button when you're angry, when you're depressed, when you're down, when you're contemplating different things about starting a new business, a new relationship. I want you to take that phone. I want you to hit record. I want you to say everything it is that you're feeling. It's just you and that phone. No one could hear you. No one can see you. And then after you finish, put it on pause decide what you want to save it under do not listen to this record until two weeks down the line the reason why i tell my clients to do this okay is because there's something about hearing your own words your own voice yourself mm -hmm. when you are at your worst and playing it back two weeks later because two weeks later by then you would have cooled off you would have thought it through and that you are able to do yourself. Look, you're a little off the end, you're a little, you know, you're going off the end. Okay. Or, hmm, I wonder why this is happening to me. You will be able to decipher this issue. I promise you yourself without involving a girlfriend, a boyfriend, your family, your parents, your friends. Sometimes we have to just look within ourselves for the answers because they're there. I think sometimes we really put a lot of load on people to help us figure things out when really the power lays with right, right, with, right with the us, right within our soul. We really know what our issues are. I think sometimes we are afraid to address them. Yeah. Whew. I don't mind me looking down. I am taking <laughs> all the notes because I never thought about that, but I, that is something, and I hope you guys that are listening, watching, that's something I'm definitely going to apply mm -hmm. because what someone had taught me that I've been trying is to, you know, wait three days. Mm -hmm. And if I still feel the same or as like upset about a situation, mm -hmm. then address it. If not, just let it go. But there's some things that I'm definitely going to apply this, record myself and listen mm -hmm. back two weeks because a lot of times we need to hear ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, when I do it, I find all types of things about myself. Um, I'm impatient. I'm very critical of myself. Um, I uh, expect people to give in the way that I give. And that's unfair because you are who you are. You're an individual, you're unique. It's only one Kay Blair. There's only one Andrea Jackson. How could I have the same expectations of someone else to give in the way that I need? Sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. But we have to take into consideration, you know what? This person gives me in a way that I needed this, but it's maybe not what your expectation was. We have to be very careful of expectations. It's a dangerous slope, I say. Okay. And, um, when it comes to just adulthood, I feel like that is a major lesson that keeps repeating and repeating and repeating itself, where it's just like, just because what I've done for you, I cannot expect the same mm -hmm. in return. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. I can probably expect the same from the universe somewhere, but not from that exact person that I expect it from, you know, even when you learn, like, one of the things we learn about in school when we were studying is like people's different love languages. So sorry, and how just people receive those things. And it's bigger than even just a love language, but that's something that I always keep in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm a person, I love hugs, I love reminders, I love to feel wanted, right? Versus, you know, someone else may just want you to just send them a text or mm-hmm. everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Everyone is different. So you you learn and adapt to that and be mindful. I think that's the word I, I I meant to start with, which is just being mindful. It's such an important key um, that I'm learning of adulthood. Now, when it comes to speaking with your clients and working with your clients, I know um, you feel a lot of times in speaking with others, you can feel heavy or you could really just want that person to understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in a meeting, it could feel like they are not receiving it they're mm-hmm. not like what do you just because I I do speak with a lot of coaches and women as well on that side of the fence so like what are maybe some of the thoughts or some of the techniques that you can maybe share that you do when you really feel like okay this client is just at a brick wall mm-hmm. and they're not really receiving what is being said well with some of my clients and I've had to do this a few times is just being still allowing them to come there for that hour, that 90 minutes and not say anything, Mm. not say anything. Sometimes, you know, people are not ready to verbally articulate how they are feeling. They're not ready to express themselves that way. They know they want to make change. They know they want to heal. They know they want to do better, but they're just not ready to speak on it. And I have sat there for 60 minutes to 90 minutes with clients just holding their hand and just allowing them to just cry. And sometimes when that energy uh, shifts with each other, I cry because I remember where I was, right where they were, where I questioned myself. I questioned what happened to me. Is there something that I've done that caused this? And you sometimes, you know, I know a lot of coaches like to keep boundaries, but I think it's very important for my clients to see me as them, Mm. that I was there. So I think it's okay for me, I feel with my clients to be vulnerable with them sometimes and allow myself to remove the coach's hat, so to say, and be that girl that was right where they were. So that's one of the things that um, I do with them. Another thing that I do, I hold them accountable. I let them write in their journal that I give them. I have a journal that I have set up for them And I let them say, what are the goals for yourself for this week, right? Write them down, they're your goals. And then when they come back the following week, I want them to be honest with me. You know, what goals did you complete this week? This is what you had set for yourself seven days ago. And why haven't you completed them? Let's let's dig down on what that schedule looked like on why you couldn't fit you in. You know, not why you couldn't really answer, why couldn't you fit you in? Because this is for you. Those are some of the things that I do with my clients and I find it to work. You know, I have uh, three clients that are males and to see where they are today, it gives me chills because it's very hard for men 
to open up about what has happened in their childhood. It's very hard for them. I find, especially with men, verb, to verbally say um, how they were violated. And I, I, I just say it takes strength to make the first step, to go and see a, a, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a coach, um, a therapist. It takes work. And the first step is making that phone call and making that appointment. Once you do that, you're on the right track. Yes, it is very hard. And um, for those of you that are probably, as I said, listening, watching, be like, no, it's harder than that. I'm guilty of it too. I made the appointment and everything, gotten dressed, ready to go through the door. And I was like, not happening. But sometimes you have to just go through those motions because eventually you will leave the house. You will put the key in that ignition or press the push to start. You will do those things. And you can always find help to meet you where you're at. Absolutely. And that is what I appreciate so much about just finding more Black women like yourself within these spaces. Because especially when I was in school, there wasn't a lot of Black women studying to be psychiatrists or coaches and things of that nature, right? And that is a huge um, problem for our community. We feel like we have no one within our com community to speak with. And outside of our community, we would love to speak with others, but we feel like they cannot relate or understand maybe some of the things culturally that we would try to explain. So that is the beautiful thing about therapy and about life coaching, where it's just like, you can always find someone to meet you mm -hmm. where you are at. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, okay. That's, that's exactly what it is. It's, I think I find people are afraid to be vulnerable. And the reason why people are afraid to be vulnerable is because they have been, they have trust issues, right? And when you have trust issues, it's very hard to say, I'm going to pour my life out because I'm afraid of being betrayed, you know? And that's what I realized with a lot of my clients, we've all been betrayed at some point in our lives, you know, whether it's friendships, whether it's marriages, whether it's our parents, we all know what that looks like. I think we cannot continue if we want to feed our mental health in a positive way. We have to learn to release the things that we were taught that we know are unhealthy, things that we have learned that we know we need to unlearn. Um, and we really have to hold ourselves accountable as adults. And I got to tell you, some adults grew up with no accountability. None. And that's one of the things we have to work on. How do you become accountable of your life? Not what people have done to you that we know for sure are violations and wrong, but how can you now be accountable for the life that you have today? Exactly. 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 Um, one of the other things that I just love about the work that you're doing, Andrea, is that, you know, I, I gone through so many of your episodes. I gone through so many, but in a great way, you know, because we just, there's something about your voice that connects for me. Oh. And that's why I'm saying for everyone, you will, you will find people to meet you where you're at. Sometimes, you know, you will just, you'll be surprised by the things that can just happen when you least expect it, mm -hmm. right? And when it comes to your podcast, like some of the topics, when I start listening, I'm like, yes, like as if 
someone else can hear me because it's so refreshing that you don't hold back, whether it's the church, whether it's relationships, whether it's divorce, whether it's being incarcerated, like you don't hold back on these topics. And you're, that vulnerability that we speak on, that accountability and letting people know, hey, you see me here today, mm-hmm. but I have gone through this. We're going to speak on it. Mm-hmm. And that is how you get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. What I know you've kind of spoken on it, but just to ask, I guess, in a sense again, but what are some of the things that just helped you to be that confident to just tackle some of these, like, keep it under the rug topics that you you definitely go there in your show. And you do also have to let me know who is the intro to your podcast because I love, like, by the time the poem starts, I'm already like, <laughs> so. My daughter, it's my daughter's poem. My daughter wrote that poem. Uh, she was accepting the Martin Luther King Drum Major Award from Kobe College. And that was the poem that she wrote as her acceptance speech. She wrote it, she's a writer. Um, she is, I had my daughter at 19 years old and oh my God, you know, grew up in Queens, Southside Jamaica, Queens. And then when my parents got, you know, divorced and separated, we moved to Left Rock City, you know, I had a baby at 19 and everyone had wrote me off. She's going to have a bunch of babies. She ain't going to be shit. Her kid ain't going to be nothing. Her daughter ain't going to be anything. Well, guess what? (laughs) I made a promise to my daughter when I found out I was pregnant that I was going to give her the best education I could. It's something that my husband and I, um, no matter how we bumped heads and other things in our relationship, one thing we agreed on was how we was gonna raise our children and the education we was gonna give our children. He's never faltered in that way, ever. He's always been a great dad, a hands-on father, always. And I will say this to you young mothers out there, just because you have a baby does not mean your life is over. It means you got to take a different road and it's not going to be like your road, like your AKA friends and your Delta friends. And it's not going to be like that because you made a decision to be a parent. And because you made a decision at such a young age to be a parent, it's your responsibility to pour into your kids. It's your responsibility to give your children what you did not have. I'm not saying they shouldn't work for it. What I'm saying is if you grew up in an environment like I did, which was poor, you grew up in an environment which I had a dad that could not read. My dad died at 79 and could not read, okay? I grew up with a mother who was a cleaning lady at the Trump Towers and then went back to college to become a nurse, okay, in her 40s, okay? While that was going on, my sister had then died suddenly. So I, I, I will say this. There's something to say when I have a mother that showed me what hard work looks like. And that no matter what age you are, if you want to finish school, you can. So don't let anyone put anything on you that you can't because you made a decision that maybe, will I say having a baby baby at 19 was in my best interest? Absolutely not. That's what I will tell you. I don't recommend it for my own daughter who's 24. And knowing what I know now, I was not ready. But it was a decision that I made and I had to live by it. And Education is the key to opening up many doors and to sell that it isn't, it's not true. And that's why I poured into my daughter. So when I look at her that she could write poems like this, you know, her words, her hands by herself, then you know what? I made the right decision. I made the right decision by investing in my daughter and be, by being honest with my daughter. There's nothing anyone in the streets can tell you about me to my daughter. 
my daughter knows everything about me, some things I'm not proud of, you know, but I always want my daughter to know the truth. And let me tell you something, young moms, no matter what you were, what you've done in your past, your children will understand be honest with them, be authentic with them, and also let them see that other side of the street. Let them hear your stories because that will shift them to stay on the right path. They will fall every now and then, but they're not gonna go too far from what you taught them. And that's what I have learned. Um, that's what I've learned, Kay, with, uh, with being a young mom. It's not easy. I don't suggest it to us young girls, but sometimes we make choices. We think we're in love, we fall in love, whatever the situation is. Pour into your children. They did not ask to be here. You bought them here. And now it's up to you to do the right thing by them. Yeah. I, I keep it real. Mm -hmm. everyone knows i keep it real mm -hmm. and um before i continue like mm -hmm. honestly your daughter's words are so powerful mm -hmm. and wow like i i had no clue that mm -hmm. was your daughter not that there was anything to but like i'm just thinking on basis like everything you just explained mm -hmm. and being a mother at so young and then to just you know look at your product <laughs> Sorry to say it that way, but you know, like, but seriously, to look at your product and be like, wow, like it wasn't all in vain, you know? It wasn't all in vain, Kane, but I, I can't, Kay, I can't take all the credit because she- It takes a village. She, she, it takes a village, but she made some choices for herself, what she wanted mm -hmm. and what she did not want. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful and I, I feel like she, she came into her own in her own time. She listened to her parents, yes, but she also listened to herself and she put in the work. You know, my daughter's dyslexic, you know, and has been since she was six years old and she speaks Italian and Mandarin and has been to Africa and, and, and lived in Italy and she's been all over the world. Yeah. And I just wanna tell you, so to all the mothers out there that have children that have these different challenges, it doesn't matter. It's for us to give them the tutors, to give them the tools that they need so they can be their best. So I just wanted to put that out there. Like, you know, I felt bad as a mom that we didn't have her tested until she was <laughs> six or seven years old, but she's been struggling with this clearly since she was born. Um, but the key is, you know what? Listen to your teachers, also listen to yourself and see your teachers not as your enemy for your children, see it as a marriage. We all know marriages has some ebbs and flows and ups and downs, but the common denominator is to make that child a success. Yeah. Make that child a success. There's a lot of free education out there. There's a lot of grants out there to get your kids into these institutions. You need to get them in there. If you know you got a brilliant kid, why would you keep them in an institution that's not going to elevate them and make them grow? It's your responsibility to do the research and to do your homework. Period. Do your homework. Period. Now, thank you. And if it's okay with you, I would love you, to just dive into. Sorry, mm -hmm. you go ahead. I, I want you to get back to that question that you you the last question that you asked me because then we drove into we got into yeah. Brianna and I, I want to yeah. go back to that because I want to answer that for yes. you. Yes, go ahead. It's the floor. It's all about you today. What was that question that the last question that you asked me? So I was asking you in terms of just with your daughter. Mm -hmm. I feel like you did partially answer it, but I was asking, I was telling you that I loved the poem with your daughter and how mm -hmm. it was powerful mm -hmm. and just 
did I miss? No, I feel like we did. We, we answered it. Okay. If, I just if not, to... it will come back to my mind. Okay. okay. We'll I just want to make sure. No, we will definitely circle back. I'm sorry, because now my mind is drawing. <laughs> it will come back. Oh, it's okay. A little bit of a brain fart. And sorry, guys, but it will well, come we're back. We're talking. We're talking. About, it's, listen, this is not an easy topic. We're talking it's about not. a lot of heavy stuff. It's so not. I feel like even being a podcaster, I don't like to control the the, the narrative of keeping everything, you know, oh. in flow. It's like, that's not how a real podcast rolls. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it at all. But what I did want to lean into a bit more was just, you know, personally for me, everyone knows here and there, I'll speak on the dynamic between my mother and I, you know, and definitely the ebbs and flows that we've just gone through. And so much that I, I, I feel like I've had to teach myself because of her lack of knowledge when it comes to being in Canada and how to maneuver in a first world country versus that third world mentality, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you being a mother, this is the perfect time that I feel like we can really, really dig into both sides of the fence, where it's just like, as a mother, yes, you were a young mother, mm -hmm. but if there's some advice that you could give to, you you kind of hinted on it, but mm -hmm. just uh, some other mothers that knowing that just because your child maybe sometimes doesn't do exactly print for print, word for word, what you instruct them to do, it doesn't always mean that that is something bad. So I guess in a sense, I'm asking if, how do you know when to let go and let God when it comes to your relationship with your children? Well, you know, I don't think I've ever talked about this on a platform. Um, I don't think I was ready, but- If uh, not, feel free to skip. <laughs> no, no, I won't skip. I think this is the time. Uh, my daughter's a queer woman. And it's something that I grew up uh, as a child being told it's, it's wrong. Um, you know, men are to marry women and women are to marry men. And it's something, once my daughter told me, it's something that I struggled with. And not until my daughter wrote me this long letter, and I'm never gonna ever repeat what was in the letter, but not until she wrote me this long letter did it not hit me as a mom. I'm like, here I am, a mother who would do anything for my child. I would give her the world. And here I am, I'm not supporting her in the way that she needs to be supported. And I had to explain to my daughter that it was a lot of things that I was taught as a child that I carried with all the way through my adulthood. I did not know how to deal. I did not know what to say. I didn't want to offend her. I didn't want to offend her girlfriend. I didn't want to offend anyone. I didn't even want to offend some of my friends. I have friends that are queer. I have friends that are gay. I have, it doesn't matter. I have to have friends that are bi. I think for me, when you are a mother, yeah. you have an idea of what you want your daughter and your son to be. So people can say whatever they want to say. I'm being very honest and very candid. It was very hard for me to swallow because I only have two children. I have a daughter and I have a son. And so I always witness giving my daughter this big wedding you know, and having a bunch of grandchildren. And not that she can't be a mother, she can. I just feel like our parents sometimes could damage us in a way, and then we could damage our children because of things that we were taught. 
Sometimes I think religion really can break up families if you are not careful and you don't have a sense of self. So I would say, be mindful of putting pressure on your children. Be mindful of taking some shit you had no business learning and being taught and putting that on our kids like it's fat and like it's true because it's not. And so I am learning to unlearn some stuff that I was taught that is not right. Because when I look at my daughter and I look at her girlfriend, they're just two people who love each other. That's it. My daughter had a boyfriend before. She's dated men before, but I had a hard time dealing with, I like both because I myself could not understand it, but it doesn't make that person wrong. And so it's something that I struggled with. It's something that we struggled with together, but I gotta say, we got on the other side and it feels good that I could have been authentic to my daughter. And it feels good that she actually accepted me for who I was and was patient with me and taught me like, you were taught some things, mom, that's just flat out untrue. And so that was one of the things that I struggled with. And this is the first time, honestly, that I'm ever really talking about it on any form of platform outside of in the privacy of my home. Thank you. Thank you. Ah. Thank you. Because hearing everything you said, oh, I'm trying to like fight the tears, but it's like hearing everything you said means so much to me. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of the women in my life mm -hmm. that I know either through the show, through my platform, through my social media, or personally, mm -hmm. they will be so grateful for the words, whether it's young or old, will be mm -hmm. so grateful for the things you just shared because you know, I was speaking to one of my young mom friends. I'm mm -hmm. the only one amongst my friends that does not have children, mm -hmm. nor is not married. Mm -hmm. And yes, guys, I'm alive and I am okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> and you will continue to be. <laughs> I thrive, I eat every day, shower daily, it's all great, right? But um, we were speaking on it, you know, and we were speaking on her son attempting to take his life and he's under the age of 11. And, you know, we we're speaking on just how important it is as a parent to realize that your child is not the enemy. Mm. They're not intentionally trying to be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Even the aspect we speak on, which I'm sure you can relate to, is being a young mother, you've probably made a lot of mistakes. Yes. And some of the things <laughs> out here, you're kind of beating yourself up about not knowing, you know, your daughter was dyslexic earlier, which you shouldn't, because those aren't things that those are foreign to our community. We don't know about that. Right. So mm -hmm. when we spoke about that, and sorry, I'm getting to where she was, I'm just mm -hmm. soaking it all in. Yeah. But she also spoke on being aware that as a child, mm -hmm. we see these things that a parent does incorrectly mm -hmm. and as a young child we give our parents so many chances mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. seeing their trials and errors and we love them the same because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. all a child is really looking at the end of the day is love from their parent yeah. yeah so saying that to say you as a young mother you probably made so many mistakes and unlike the relationships sometimes how we treat them in our adulthood yes your, your, your daughter does not 
your children, they did not write you off. They did not say, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm done with you. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I ain't got time. Mm -hmm. Right. And some parents maybe listen to this and be like, I provide the food. I provide. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, listen beyond that and hear what we are speaking on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way relationship. Absolutely. And that child, that young child that is looking at you as the adult struggling. I remember the times, you know, when my mom would work for an agency mm -hmm. with, um, before she started working at the nursing home, she'd deal with like an agency that would place her either at the group home or various mm -hmm. places that people needed assisted living. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't, she couldn't even afford two mm -hmm. meals at Burger King. Wow. wow. She, could afford, wow. she could only afford one meal. I never shared the story, but it's it's very important for people to hear these conversations on both sides, you know? Yeah. You can only afford one meal at Burger King. And me as a selfish child, not overstanding what was happening in my life, you know? Yes, I was young. Now I can look back at it and say, wow, you know? She'd be eating up my fries. And I'm like, mom, can you buy your own food? Why are you, why are you eating my food? Like, I'm hungry. Wow. wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? And now you get it. In life, I get it. I get it. And I respect and I and I love her despite our ets and flows. Yes. So much for those moments that have made me so humble because I remember yeah. and I know the sacrifices that um, mothers make. Yes, it was five dollars for the meal, but she was also looking at it as that's bus fare to get us home to where all of the things, but she didn't want me to feel excluded that all these children get happy meals and things like that. And I cannot experience that. Right. So there are things as a, ch as a child, we, mm -hmm. we must learn to forgive and we forgive mm -hmm. you as our parents for, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. There's things that I feel like a lot of the times parents do a lot of the forgiving, which we're very grateful for. Right. But it's important for that to be understood on both sides. Yeah, you're right. Wow. And for your daughter, I know I'm going through it kind of slowly. I'm sorry, but it's just take your time. I'm not in a rush. This is so. This is a needed so podcast, so it has to. It, it, I want it to continue to flow the way it's flowing because there's a lot of people listening right now that needed to hear this. Moms, dads, you know, you know, young girls, young boys, you know, grown women. I, yeah. There's something in this podcast today for everyone that's listening. Yeah. And it's so powerful that you were able to build such a foundation with your family that even as simple as your daughter feeling comfortable enough to write you a letter mm -hmm. to say, this is how I feel. I'm still nervous to do anything like that with my mom because we do not have that mm -hmm. dynamic. Mm -hmm. So I'm just being vulnerable in that enough to say, guys, like, it's not only just black people that whatever you have. Every family, every culture, that you, every color that you can think about have some interesting dynamics, have some interesting struggles and things that they have not even talked about and touched on. They just act like it hasn't happened. My advice to you, life is too short. I lost two sisters and a dad. I have to tell you, you really need to make things right. Exactly. If not anything, it may not be perfect. Nothing is to say how you feel, because once a person is gone, you could never say how you feel, at least not to them, not to them. 
You have to receive it and you Ooh. have to have these conversations. Sorry. That's okay. You have to have these conversations. They're tough. They're tough for the parents to receive. Trust me, I'm a parent. It's tough to, to say it as a parent, but we have to sometimes just go there and have these conversations because life is short and we never know when our number is going to be called. And wouldn't it be something your number is called or your, your loved one's number is called and you had that one thing you needed to release you, not them, but to release you. And you didn't take that opportunity while they were here. Yep. Sometimes you just have to be the bigger person. Our biggest issues as human beings is our ego. You know, everybody has an ego and everybody's ego need to be stroked every now and then. But also some of that ego need to be put in that luggage and, and locked up for a minute and humble yourself with some humility. That's what I've learned for myself. Now, a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. we spoke privately, but I felt like we really, I wanted to bring just this snippet of our conversation public because it was so powerful when we were speaking. Mm -hmm. And we were speaking on keeping our power mm -hmm. and helping us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it stuck with me then and is with me today. So I, I'm going to help to refresh your mind a bit just in case, you know, but we were speaking on just being black women and maneuvering in this space and, you know, speaking on negative situations, but allowing us to know that keeping our power or being acknowledging our power in a healthy way, mm -hmm. in a healthy way as black women, mm -hmm. but helping us mm -hmm. for the time being. And just because you may have been scorned mm -hmm. by one black woman or another, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean all or that way. And with everything happening in the world, with us being having our first black woman, vice president elect going into office officially soon, all of these things, where it's just like, I've, I've always felt powerful mm -hmm. as a black woman, but more than ever now, mm -hmm. we have this power. Mm -hmm. How do we use it to help ourselves, help each other, and not see each other as the enemy? Uh, the first thing that you have to do is love yourself. You see, women that hurt each other is because they don't love themselves. You know, putting on makeup, putting on extensions, putting on nice clothes, nice jewelry, whatever, that's a facade. <laughs> it's a facade. It's what we do to make ourselves feel like and look the best. But not until we take off all that makeup and all that stuff and really look at yourself in the mirror because some people, they may look at themselves in the mirror, but they don't really see themselves for who they really are. And not until you see yourself for who you really are and you are accountable, fully accountable for your actions. Not, I did this because you did, no, 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 no. Accountable for who you are. Cause no matter what somebody does to you, your reaction is everything. Your reaction shows who you are, right? So not until, you love yourself, couldn't you possibly love on me and love on my other sisters? Not until you view yourself as true greatness and authenticity, you're not going to view other black women that way. Ooh. So the first step that you need to do is look in that mirror and see yourself for who you are and what you don't like, fix it. Work on changing it. We're a work in progress every day, but your whole inner being can't be a work in progress yes. because if it is, 
then you need to really stay by yourself, keep that energy to yourself and work it out because it shows not by what you say, it shows in here on how you look at people and how you treat people. Yeah. Always tell people, don't have the green eye monster. That means your eyes is green with envy, always wanting what somebody else have, always upper somebody else. Somebody say they have this, I have it too. You know, you're wanting to have something, even if it's not truly what you want, but just to be hmm. healthy. It's unhealthy. Take it. For, it's unhealthy. It's okay to just be you. And guess what? If you're a person in Jamaica, we call them grabalicious. Everything you see, you must grab. It belongs to you. If that is who you are, then when the universe comes around and gives you exactly that, you shouldn't be mad because that's who you are, right? So I just find some women, they are more about the the clout. They're more about how people uh, view them than how they view themselves. That's what I would say. Exactly. And, you know, I think about women that I've worked with in the past, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes I question myself, like, why, why me? Like, why are you approaching me to work with me? Mm -hmm. You know, we were speaking on that earlier as well. Sometimes yeah. people could just see a light within you that you don't really see within yourself that way, yeah. you know? And then what I've also experienced is those same women sometimes will come around me and I'm so honored. Mm. Like I love to call us as women queens because that's what we truly are. We are royalty. We are queens, mm -hmm. you know? And when I say that, I genuinely mean, mean it. it, you know? And I, I do know, but for the sake of this conversation, I will say, I don't know at times, all mm. of a sudden the person will just disappear or they're mm -hmm. not answering my calls or... Mm they're not following the schedule maybe that of something that we had pre-planned to work on together to give to people. And it's just kind of like, I used to beat up myself and say, what did I do wrong? What did no. I do wrong? But it's that same green eyed monster you're speaking on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when people approach you, mm -hmm. their intentions are not pure. No. For all they know, they could be like, well, I have um, 80K people mm -hmm. and K only has 1,500. I know I'm better than her. So I want to do this live with her. I'm apply it to real life. I want to do this live with her. And, you know, I'm going to, I want to talk about this, but in reality, it's just because I was too nervous to go by myself, but I'm just going to, you know, do, and she's not going to be that great because she's 1500 and I'm 80 K. Mm -hmm. And then God just has such a sense of humor mm -hmm. where the people start, Sorry, Andrea, this is just how I talk, but people start fucking with me more. And mm -hmm. they're like, the, the ADK person is now confused and they're discombobbled because they're like, it wasn't supposed to be like that. I'm the more pop in person. But like you say, the more you look at someone, mm -hmm. like the more I look at you, Andrea, mm -hmm. is the more your skin glows to me. You're beautiful. I see your beautiful mole more. Oh. I just, you glow to me where mm -hmm. there's some women, mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. I look at them, mm -hmm. when I speak with them, and the more I speak with them, mm -hmm. they smell funky. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't look right. They're not pure. I'm noticing things that are just not sitting with me right. And mm -hmm. I will blame myself at times. Yes. And be like, 
but I just wanted this and I wanted that and I and I don't know what I did wrong and why don't I have more girls as friends and all these things I'm hoping for you guys watching and listening something relate because I can only speak on things I've actually you know gone through where it's just like that green-eyed monster that grabalicious nature is not gonna cut it it's not going to work if 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 you if you feel that way then you should not be working with other people especially other women when i say i genuinely want to see us as queens win i mean that i'm not coming on social media some people don't even know i drive because i'm just mindful of the fact that there's some people that maybe don't want the best for me yes they 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 don't want to see me win don't feel like what you're seeing on social media that's the full picture it's not not (laughs) trying to keep up with any joneses that's right whatsoever but sometimes just the simple things shout outs to adriel smiley young journalist man i just did an Mm -hmm. interview with and we were speaking on his career of journalism Mm -hmm. and he was like we're speaking on the things that genuinely make us happy Mm -hmm. and he said I write and I love to listen to music. As long as I get paid those two things just to cover my finances enough, that's happiness to me. Mm. Mm. What is happiness to you, Andrea? Happiness to me is to to be free. Mm -hmm. To be free from expectations of myself uh, to love on myself. It took me a long time to love me just the way I am. You know, sometimes I have a lot of friends that are fancy, that are famous in their own right. And sometimes I say, these women approach me and they're, you know, like, oh my gosh, she's the shit. And I say, you know, put so much emphasis on they're the shit. It's like, no, I'm the shit. You're approaching me because of my light. You want to be around me because I offer something. So I no longer put this thing on what people have, their careers, they're married, they're not, it doesn't, I don't even look at that anymore. I strictly go on your energy because what I realized with a lot of people that I was surrounding myself with, they're not who they say they are. They're pretenders. Mm. And I have never been a pretender. Mm. That's one thing I've never been. Sometimes I'm too real, you Mm. know? What I am is too damn hard on myself. That's what I am. I have learned to stop beating myself down. You gotta do better, you gotta work harder, you gotta, I've just learned to, I woke up today, I'm not thinking anything crazy in my mind. I'm loving all my kids. That's all I need. If anything else happens more than that, it's a damn bonus. Because I've done had the lavish job, the lavish career, the expensive cars, the big house. I've had it all. From a poor girl, I'm doing pretty damn good for myself. But I've realized those things don't make me. Mm. What makes me is that I could get up in the morning and look at myself in the mirror and not cry. Mm. That's what made Andrea Jackson. So 
I would love to tell you something bigger. It's not. It's just that simple for me that I could get up in the mirror and look and not cry. Because there was a time every morning I got up, I cried in the mirror for many different reasons. And that's what I will say about that. Just love on the reflection in the mirror. That is why I named my podcast Our Mirror's Reflections. Because it's not about anybody else. It's about what you see in the mirror when you look at yourself authentically, not who you pretend to be. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Oh, your eyes, your, your, your beautiful teeth, your cheekbones, you are just glowing. And I know you're glowing because you're receiving the word. And I'm glowing because here I have this young 20 something year old, you know, interviewing me and exposing things that I have. And when I say exposing, exposing things that I have not really talked about, even on my platform, but that's how comfortable you've made me feel. Thank you. That's how comfortable you've made me feel. So you know what? You're a great interviewer. <laughs> I don't I don't take it lightly, Andrea. So I, I truly thank you. I truly thank you. And another staple question that we do ask here at downtown is yeah. you have the four elements. Mm -hmm. You have water, air, earth, and fire. Mm -hmm. Now, you are not held to just one element, but which element do you feel like or elements do you feel like represent you the most or resonate with you the most and why? Water and fire for sure. Um, water because I feel that I'm free flowing. I'm free flowing with who I am. I'm free flowing with my journey. And um, water symbolizes to me freedom. And that's all I've ever wanted was to be free, free from my pain, free from my adversity, free to be who I am, uh, free to think what I want to think without judgment. Um, and fire, because there's a side of me that still pops off every now and then. Anybody who knows me, I'm a Capricorn. I, 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 I would like that fire under you with the quickness. But um, fire because the heat, the warmth, um, of life, of living, the people that are in my life, they, they light my fire. They, they make me want to keep going. They make me want to keep fighting this good fight and not to give in uh, to age um, and to you know, health crisis and different things that I may be going through with my body. Um, fire lights everything up. If you ever saw a fire, in the forest, a car on fire, everything is lit. And I, I think um, I use that as my strength that one day I'm going to reach the plateau that I want. And it's not in things. It is, I want to be the face of that young girl that came from the hood, that young girl that came from Queens, that young girl that was locked up, that young girl that went through so much adversity she rose to the occasion, you know, and she shared her story and she inspired other young women, other teen moms that they too themselves can do it and will do it. So those are my choices, water and fire. I, I love that. Um, you already know, but just for the sake of the audience, like water, you know, one of my girls, she always says water is the most powerful because water is the only thing outside of God that can create land. Mm. and that sticks with me mm -hmm. all the time she says when she does her affirmations in the morning 
she runs the water because it's that power you know you could give that gush mm -hmm. that gush sorry of water and be very powerful when you need to and you can just go with the flow mm -hmm. and just nourish everything in the way it should be something else that someone said to me with water that really resonated um that young man adriel again mm -hmm. is he said in a sense when you think about it water holds everything in place mm. you look at our earth how it's constructed mm -hmm. and when i think about it because i get kind of nerdy and deeper but you yeah. know i was like that is so true water holds us in place when you think about what majority of our whatever what our body is made out of water it's a powerful 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 being so I do I don't take any of the elements lightly but you know every time I'm just so amazed by some of the examples like yourself or mm -hmm. people that I've spoken with in the past that will just give me and it, it truly sticks with me and serves as just an extra added source of motivation and inspiration mm. now andrea yeah there is a series of some random questions that <laughs> i do like to ask everyone mm -hmm. the random questions lighten up the mood a bit because the conversations that we have are <laughs> truly heavy yes and this is my unorthodox way of also checking in on your mental health. Now, if you're uncomfortable with any of the questions, you, as I said earlier, it is a safe space. You can feel more than free to just tell me mm -hmm. I answered that one. Now, okay. <laughs> I do love to laugh. I am a bit of a silly person, so bear with me. We are about to go there. Should, okay. I, should I start here with you or should we go right? Right for the most random of the randomness. Okay, let's go with the randomness. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you have, we'll start with the would you rather, okay? Uh -huh. Now, would you rather chop off both of your thumbs or a baby's foot? Both now, of thumbs. <laughs> both of my thumbs. I'm not doing nothing wrong to a baby child. Mm -mm. <laughs> Take the thumbs. <laughs> Okay, try to hold up your phone right now without those thumbs. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Why do you choose? Why do you choose to say that baby's foot? I need to know. Just because baby's foot. I mean, I just remember having my own kids. I love playing and smelling their foot and kissing their feet. I would never want to do that to a baby. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, in the history of downtown, 98% uh -huh. of my guests say, chop off that baby's foot. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take my thumb. Take my two thumbs. A lot of people ask me, do I know the baby? Do I? <laughs> All the things. So you are literally one of two. One yeah. of two. <laughs> Shout out to you, Cass. That said, I will I will sacrifice my thumbs and save that baby's baby's foot. Yeah, I will. Cass said she's just gonna go buy some bionic thumbs and make it work. <laughs> you know, I will get a thumb implant or something. I don't know. 
I chop off the baby's foot. I won't even fret. The baby's foot. <laughs> I won't even fret for you. But um, I'm similar to what a lot of people said, where it's just like that baby's so young. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. up. I'm gonna make sure their life is just very like smooth. They don't know life with one foot, you know. So, <laughs> girl, that was a good one. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. I told you I'm random. Okay. Oh my god, that was random. <laughs> Please don't be mad at me, but you know, I ask everyone this question and mm-hmm. I'm like, just because I have Andrea today doesn't mean I don't get to ask you this question. No. I don't want you to come for no. me. So no, I ain't gonna come for you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> now, another question we have is mm-hmm. you would either get $500 million one time, mm-hmm. like one once, mm-hmm. a deposit of $500 million or you would be known for curing her, you would have cured world hunger and mm-hmm. everyone knows you've done it. Which would you rather? Cure world hunger. Why do you choose that? Because that would be my legacy. And every time you hear my name, that's what you would remember that I did. Yeah. I agree, I agree. Like mm-hmm. I said to others, mm-hmm. <laughs> and someone jokingly said, you wouldn't have to pay for anything anywhere you go yeah everybody would know you yes yes mm-hmm. when you think about the one of the largest issues on earth is the lack of clean water and food supplies yeah so if you cure that imagine what our world would look like it would be a whole different place it would be a whole different place and boy just to think about something like that we should not have anyone that doesn't have access to clean water. We should not have anyone that's starving. We should have no homelessness of all the taxes that every country pays. It doesn't make sense to me. None at all. Mm-mm. None at all. I like that question. That was, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, none, none at all. Um, I'll, leave, I'll leave that alone. So another random question. This is not a would you rather. Uh-huh. Um, I know it is a bit early, uh-huh. so I will pose this question to yesterday. Okay. Um, what did you eat yesterday? Now, before you answer, if you look at my page, everyone that knows me, I love my food. So. Yeah, actually, and salt, fish, and dumpling, and banana. <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy. You are yachty for real, yes. <laughs> I was gonna make that for breakfast today, so I'm walking in. <laughs> I'm walking in line. I'm walking in line. So you had the Aki. Okay. Now, was this food? And for those of you who don't know what food is, it's usually the boil, banana, and things of what Andrea was describing. Or was it like fry up? No, boil. Boiled, boiled. Okay. Because I do love the description. I like you boiled to think. Banana, boiled um, dumplings. Mm. And actually, and saltfish with some chocho on the side. Man, I haven't had some chocho in a minute. Chocho hit. Sweet potato is my favorite. Jamaican mm-hmm. potato. Yes. Irish potato. Yes. <laughs> so sweet potato, you mean with the pink? Um, Jamaican skin. sweet potato. That's why sweet I different potato. Yeah, yeah. Because ours is kind of like reddish. Yep where the other one i guess is more of a yellow brown or brown yeah yes. like a, yeah. yeah so i prefer jimmy sweet potato okay 
And yeah, chocho, I never really thought to put like that because I usually only have it in soup. Mm, so you could steam it on the side and have it. Mm, yeah, you could just have chocho and saltfish and no um, ackee. Mm, yes. And some, right, and some ripe red potato, um, tomatoes, ripe tomatoes and yeah. So was there anything else on the menu? Did you wash it down with a very yummy drink? Or is that all oh, I had paneer champagne last night? <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy, I yummy champagne. And I was never a champagne drink. I'm actually a tequila drink. I love my tequila. <laughs> I'm a <big> yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I love to have mimosas. Mm -hmm. I usually say that for like the weekend. Uh huh. So champagne is pretty much, I guess, like for the weekend. So Saturday yeah. and Sundays. Get my OJ, my champagne. <laughs> because people are always yelling that when you drink champagne by itself like that, it's um you get a headache and blah, blah, blah. It's not good champagne. <laughs> it has to be very good champagne. I don't want any, you know, cheap Prosecco or cheap champagne. It has to be, I only drink champagne if it's going to be an expensive champagne because I do get headaches with champagne. Exactly. So if you're getting a headache, it's because they're using cheap, cheap champagne with some cheap OJ. <laughs> It's just too much. The sugar, the, the, no, no. It yeah. has to be the right champagne or the right Prosecco. Yes, yes. Now, another food question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, despite what's happening, anywhere in the world right now, and eat anything mm -hmm. from there, where would it be? What are you eating and why? It would have to be Hawaii. Ooh because the water there is so clear and their seafood is so fresh and I love to eat crabs. I can't help myself. Mm, I just love crab meat. I just I love know. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that is where I could see myself right now in Hawaii, eating a bunch of seafood, mm. laying on there. I don't know about a two piece. I don't think my body's ready for that, but a one piece <laughs> bathing suit <laughs> and a big, hat to cover my face because my face cannot take that sun and that's where i see myself i would love to be in hawaii right now new york <laughs> right i love that and it's ironic that you chose hawaii because the young lady that i was telling you was the only other person uh -huh. to, to choose um to save the baby's foot uh-huh is hawaiian she's from hawaii <laughs> You see oh, me and her, we're aligned and I haven't even met her. Seriously, so like Cass, Vegas, you are not alone. It's Jackson. <laughs> Y'all are out here saving baby's foot and eating some yummy food from your island all at the same damn time. So <laughs> that is fun. I like that you do this. It lightens up the mood and thank you. Oh, this was awesome. And also it's just like my unprofessional way of just checking in on your mental health making sure we're eating making sure we're acknowledging ourselves in some shape or form especially with right now ontario we're back on not even lockdown state of emergency wow. so it's really like it's really depressing for a lot of people so yeah. i don't know you know because of covid i haven't been able to be in person conducting interviews with the beautiful people like yourself. So being through this screen, that is my way. I don't know what's going on past the screen exactly. in your world. So that is my way of just being eye to eye and being like, did you eat today? Are you good? So 
Thank you. You've passed the test. Thank I'm comfortable. <laughs> Thanks for checking in with me, Kay. No problem. No problem. It puts you in a great spirit. We're laughing. We're joking. Perfect. Perfect segment. I love that. I love Thank that. Thank you. Now, when it comes to our, I'm going to separate the two. And I know it's a mouthful, so if you want me to repeat, I can anywhere along the line. So when it comes to our mirror's reflections mm -hmm. and Andrea Jackson, mm -hmm. what do you want people to know? Mm -hmm. What do you want people to remember? Mm -hmm. And what do you want people to learn? I want people to know Andrea Jackson is the woman, the mother, the individual um, that has beat adversities in her life and that is using that as a platform to encourage other women and men that they too themselves can beat adversity and get to the other side. As far as our marriage reflections, it's really just the platform for me to do a podcast, to interview guests, to talk about things that I have gone through. How did I get over that hump? How did I move forward? And I want people when they come there, I want them to be open. I want them to be, take that time for them to even be transparent with themselves uh, in a safe space uh, and take notes. And please feel free to always DM me, reach out to me. It's so important that I hear your thoughts. You know, drop a line, make a comment and say, hey, this really touched me or I want you to talk more about this. It matters to me because I'm not really doing uh, our marriage reflections for myself. Um, I've healed from majority of my adversities. I'm doing it for other people so that they know it's okay for them to show who they really are and to show their journey and what they've been through. That's why I have that platform. Yes. And what do you want people to remember? Did we answer? Yes. I want people to remember about me is She's real. She's real. That's what I want people to remember. She's real. She took a chance to expose a part of her life that most people don't do um, for the greater good. And that line hits so heavy because like we were speaking a couple of weeks ago where I was just like, there's a lot of black women that I knew, I wish I knew existed before like you know we had oprah yeah. but there weren't a lot of like black women that i could like really say okay this is a black woman doing this in this space and this is a black woman doing this in this space so your your bar because you've been dropping a lot of bars <laughs> rappers they drop their 16s they drop 16 bars you gave about like 52 <laughs> bars today andrea okay yeah. and seriously and it's real Andrea Jackson is real. Like young women, older women, we need to know we are real. It's a double entendre. I know I keep saying it because I'm hoping that the listeners would get what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Mm -hmm. It's no longer mm -hmm. impossible. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Mm -hmm. It's real. <laughs> You have a black female vice president. It's real. Real. We, they say, you know, black girl magic. Without us, 
there would be no world today. And That's lead with that alone, then you know your power. All you have to do is figure out what is your purpose. It took me 44 years to realize what my purpose is. So don't put a time frame on yourself. Figure out what that purpose is and don't let anyone deny you of that. You go for it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Queen Andrea, for your time today. I know I definitely went over my time and I am so sorry. I value your time. <laughs> I am honored to be on downtown. I am so downtown world. What you are doing in the platform that you have set for women and men like me to be on. Thank you, Kay. It is necessary. You have a purpose. Stay in that purpose. Don't divert to anywhere that you don't belong. You own this platform, continue to grow, and do not be afraid to ask for assistance. I think that is something that Black women, we always struggle with. We allow people to take and take and take, and we give and give and give. We cannot be afraid to ask. There's nothing wrong with asking. All we can do is take the connects we have and share and see if we can make things possible for each other. Because if we don't do it for each other, who's going to do it for us? Who will? Who will? Mm -hmm. You said it perfectly. Guys, I truly hope you pause, rewind. Listen, I got my whole list of notes. Like, I got so many keys today because as I tell everyone selfishly, yes, I, I hope that it serves as an inspiration and motivation to us all, but including myself. I'm no person to be telling anyone this or that about their life, but we can build together and we can work together and we can not waste any time with negativity together and we can eat fruit and mind our damn business, okay? <laughs> that part. So without holding Andrea any further, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. You are truly valued queen. Downtown, don't waste no time with negativity. Andrea Jackson, she gave you the keys. Where can everyone find you, contact you if you choose? I don't like to put that on people, but you know, where can they, people reach out to you? <laughs> they can find me at andreapjackson.com. And you can also find me at Instagram, andreapjackson underscore. You can find me on Twitter with the same name, andreapjackson underscore. And if you wanna get in contact with me for my services, you can DM me on Instagram. Uh, and you can also follow me at an email, info at andreapjackson.com. Thank you. Thank you, Kat. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Amazing. I feel so full. Mm -hmm. I received so much fruit. So mm -hmm. I'm truly appreciative. And I cannot wait for everyone's feedback. You guys just to share with us how you feel. So that is it for this week. And thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and be inspired.